Intentionally Disruptive is brought to you by Microformulas. Creating solutions that work is what we do. Restoring hope and health is who we are. Visit Microformulas online at microformulas.com. A podcast about life. I mean, that's a struggle, I think, with every single day. Are we good enough? Everything it can throw at you. The only person that can make us happy is ourselves. Real people talking about life's real issues. Oh, yeah, there we go. This is Intentionally (laughs) Disruptive with Shonda McNeil. Our series this month is called On the Gram Part 2. We are talking to Instagram influencers who have built a following and a career by being intentionally disruptive. Now, our fourth guest for the On the Gram Part 2 series is Nikki. She is the owner of Lovely Hollow Farm in Caldwell, Idaho. She's a lover of Cheez-Its, coffee, people, and she has a mega huge following on Instagram. Now, Nikki, you and I, we are connected in a very special, sacred way okay we share the same enneagram do we we do i love that i'm obsessed with the enneagram yes with us being an eight i have to ask you this um and those of you listening being an eight mm-hmm. how do you personally feel about that because if you look us up yeah. on if you look us up yeah, oh my gosh. we on paper are total a-holes i know everyone like the biggest totally, ones yeah bees absolutely um that's a great question because yeah, everyone, you know, it's funny because growing up, everyone would always say I was really bossy and it was my way or the highway, which yeah. I mean, they're not wrong. <laughs> but also all the eights that I've met, yeah. they honestly, all of them, almost all of them own their own businesses. Uh huh. Almost all of them are like so motivated to just do life to the fullest. Right. So I know on paper they're like... They make us sound so bossy like and like evil. Yeah, like I feel Absolutely. like Cruella. Yeah, which that's a great movie. We were actually. trying to get somebody um. on our. We we're trying to get somebody on our team. We did an interview, and Enneagram came up, and I was like, "Well, I'm an eight. I was like, I'm kind of compared mm-hmm. to Hitler. Well, they didn't even take the job after that. Like, oh, it was like yeah. the culture interview, yeah. and I'm like. <laughs> Did the Hitler comment? I was just yeah. joking, but yeah. maybe they thought she's going to be a terror as, yeah. as a boss, yeah. right? Yeah. I know. It's funny because I people, I do get this a lot that I'm intimidating yeah. um, and that they're like scared of me, which uh, I'm, I feel like I'm not, totally like, not a scary, scary person. Absolutely yeah. not. I just think I'm very forward. I did always get voted when I, I remember in elementary school, I was always voted most blunt. I was yeah. always voted that. And I remember being like, oh, what? that doesn't like sound that great. But I was always very forward. Yeah. Um, I still am very forward. Um, <laughs> but a little bit more controlled more as controlled. an adult. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're a healthy eight yeah yeah I, I try to be gosh sometimes i do catch myself like being an unhealthy eight sometimes but i mean that's n- no one's perfect but yeah no i on paper yeah we come off like we're we're not that nice but i think that we're just really motivated and people yeah. sometimes don't know how to take it so for those of you who don't know what we are talking about as the enneagram personality test now it breaks uh up into nine types nikki and i are type mm-hmm. eight uh, which is known as the challenger that's mm-hmm. kind of what we're labeled as um it's also the rarest enneagram is it really Yes, the rarest Enneagram type. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nine is the most common. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, when I see memes of – uh, about type eights, like I immediately like mm-hmm. laugh. Cause yeah. I, I follow them all on Instagram, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Facebook. Oh yeah. So I'll see the meme, I'll laugh because obviously I relate mm-hmm. to it. But then I quickly want to challenge right. the perception. A hundred percent. Yeah. So like yesterday, uh, there was one that says like each type, uh, each type at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for type eight, it says not the host carves the turkey anyway. So that's not true. That's not true. So I laughed. I was like, wait a minute. Don't we like, yeah, okay. Like I'll jump in with like my mama. Yeah. She's the worst. She'll use like a butter knife <laughs> to cut the turkey. Yeah. 
I find myself getting annoyed with pe- like when, yeah. when it's not efficient. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm just gonna handle this. <laughs> right. I'm just gonna handle this, so and I'll just like take over. She used this dull butter yeah. knife, and then followed by her dirty, unwashed hands all in the turkey. I'm like, okay, mammal, step aside. Yeah. I'll take care of it. Right. Yeah. It's always, Thanksgiving is always at mammal's house. Yeah. So those are the things I'll I'll step in for like yeah. a reason, right? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not just blindly doing it right. just because I want to be in charge. Right. But how did you use speaking of eight? Because you said mm-hmm. most eights are business owners. Yeah. Take mm-hmm. charge. How did you yeah. use your aid and start Lovely Hollow Farm? Um, I feel like I used my eight and like the knowledge of it and the knowledge of eight skills and also downfalls too to really channel the fact that I I could do this. I when I first came up with the idea of starting this, I had a lot of people be like, um, "No one is going to drive out here because it is really far away." Well, I mean, maybe it's not. It's a pretty drive though. It, yeah, I we mean, were just out there last week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> when it's 105 out, oh my god, you only 105. <laughs> it's my fault. Yeah. I, I wore jeans and a oh dress top. It was gosh. ridiculous. Totally not prepared. Oh no, I'm was, so sorry. No, no, it was beautiful. <laughs> but it's a beautiful drive. It really is. Okay, well, good. But um, no, I think that I just used it. I used to just like I. I can do hard things. I always say that, which it's kind of sounds silly. And sometimes I'll like say it out loud to myself, especially when I'm about to have like a mental breakdown. Like you can I do, can, you are, I can do hard you are things. capable. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm capable. Yeah. I'm strong. Like I, I kind of just almost like, I mean, I do have, I would almost like fake confidence, which that's not true. I do have confidence, but it's almost like if you just train yourself to be like, I'm confident. I can do this. I can put myself out there on Instagram. I can build, I can build this flower farm. I can, I can open up and be vulnerable and and invite people to this flower farm when I started it three or, or two years ago, and I just kind of used that confidence, and then it slowly just became true. It's almost like what, like manifesting, right? Like right, I yeah. Almost like manifested like laws the, of attraction. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So I think I just used my like almost like stamina that comes from an Enneagram eight, like my my grit, the drive, and the, the, and yeah. the passion mm-hmm. just to go and, yeah. and and succeed and get yeah. it done. Mm-hmm. How did you decide like? Because you have a background in agriculture, correct? Yeah. Like, I, I was an I was, FFA. I was, re- oh I was, re- I was reading yeah. up on you. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I wonder oh, yeah. if she was an FFA and oh, had the blue yeah. the blue velvet oh, yeah. or whatever. Dragging a steer yeah. around the showroom. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Hey, I have a trophy for being a soil judge champion. Oh, hey, those are important <laughs> things. Hey, come work for Lovely Hollow. I need a soil conservationist. Oh, my gosh. I wish I had the time. I'd totally do it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I, oh, my gosh. I mean, pretty much. I was like a cowgirl my whole life, which I wasn't like, and not like a rodeo cowgirl. I wasn't like a queen. I wasn't barrel racing. I was like on a horse, ro- like at a feedlot. And what a feedlot, if, if um, for those that don't know, it's it's basically where like steak is grown, essentially. Uh-huh. So my family is third re- generation cattle ranchers. Um, my dad, yeah, he started his feedlot businesses back in like 1980, like the 87 or something. And um yeah, he just started feeding cattle, buying cattle, trading cattle, and it's and I just was there with him all along. Like after they had me, they had me in '93, and I was just with him all the time. So like, I mean, I'd have like little baby calves I'd bottle feed. The I had best. a pony, and then as I got older, I started like working at the feedlot, right? So like you would you ride pens every day, you ride through every pen, you check them, you're on your horse, like you're processing them, you're giving them medicine, you're getting them ready to go to, sounds terrible, the slaughterhouse, but that's how steak's made. Right. Um, And so, yeah, I was like a true, like, cowgirl. I was, so anyway, so I I did that for a long time. I went to school at Utah State. I got my ag business degree. 
um, came back, had plans on running, managing one of the feedlots in Parma, Idaho, because we have a couple in Nebraska. And so the, actually the goal was to actually end up in Nebraska and run some of those feedlots too. And I just started... I I just I was like 23. I was out in Parma. I lived out there. I had like no, zero connection no, to, yeah, to, to no other peers. human beings, it right? No, yeah. And it just was like I hated it, which it was actually really hard for me to come to grips with that because that's what you were bred to do basically. Bre- yeah, yeah and, absolutely. And I did love doing it for a time, but there it just it just wasn't what I really I'm really social. And I didn't really love doing that. I didn't love getting up at five in the morning and writing pens all day in like the middle of the heat, you know, dealing with cattle, dealing with like, you know, oh oh my gosh, I don't know. There's like a whole, like, absolutely, I I get it. It's hard for me because as a family, my parents just, they have all girls. I'm the second girl. Um, and there was like I felt very tied to taking over this business because there was no a lot of pressure. There was a lot of yeah, and it's and it's actually and I still sometimes struggle with it because. And, but my, my parents don't. They totally understand. They were like, Nikki, we want you to do whatever is going to make you happy. And we yeah. know that you're not happy here. But it was so hard for me to give up that part of my life and be like, okay, like I'm not going to run Vanlith feedlots. Like I'm not going to ever own them. I'm not going to carry on this legacy. And it's really hard because like I'm very prideful yeah. of what my family's created. But I had to walk away because I was so miserable. Do you think that would be something maybe later in life like that you Gosh. might want to do? I, was, there, I don't know. So yeah. from, I grew up on a farm as well. Mm-hmm. Like my first car was a combine, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah. And but the thing was with with uh, like 4-H and stuff, mm-hmm. when I would take I took steers, hogs. Steers was I only took steers one year because yeah. of course they load them up on a truck at the end yeah, it's and it's kind so of so sad. I know. Well, moving forward, I'd force my parents to buy back my animal so it would not get slaughtered. <laughs> so we had like the 4-H so farm yeah. portion, right? Yeah. Um, but there is nothing more peaceful, and maybe you'll agree with me on this, especially when you're little. I would lay in the field mm-hmm. with the cows. Oh yeah. They are like the most calm, yeah. peaceful this, animals. Yeah. And I would just lay in the field and my papa's like, you're going to get ran over, I you know, know whatever. Know. And it's like, that was like my favorite thing as a kid. Like I just, I totally growing up agree. on a farm is amazing. I Growing up on a farm, it makes me sad for, for cause well, isn't it like, um, I mean, ultimately 1% of the world is like grows up on a farm. I think actually less than that. Like grow, but I think there's, what I was trying to say is most kids in this world do not grow up on a farm. They don't have the opportunity. Yeah. And I feel like farm kids the I don't I've never really met a farm kid that hasn't gone far in life like it really shapes them it really really forms them it's really good for them like even though yeah it was so hard for me to like load up my 4-H animal at the end of the the fair and be like bye Bubba like I love you I did it once I was was too weak but it's so it shapes kids it's the circle of life I mean you can't I mean I know some probably like disagree especially if they're like you know like maybe vegetarian and I'm sorry but like so like that's just that's just how it is yeah um and so anyway and and yeah I be growing up on a farm is is one of the best things. I I was always outside when I was younger. I never wore shoes. I was always you know laying with the baby calves or we had like goats. We had a pig named a potbelly pig named Spike. I mean we just <laughs> were outside all the time picking asparagus on the ditch bank. I mean and we never had to worry. My parents never were like you know don't go play in the road because we live in the middle of nowhere. They'd be like right. get out of this house, <laughs> go get out of and here. And they, they would yeah. see us till the end of the day, and then it was fine. And so, getting up before school, I remember I'd have to get up at like mm-hmm. three thirty four in the morning to be yeah. able to get my chores done mm-hmm. before I went to school and I would have yeah. my big rocky boots, yeah. my barn boots on yeah. and mm-hmm. I'd, I'd step in like a cow thing. You yeah. Know? So I'm like, I'm taking it to school yeah. and don't even realize. Yeah. We had like, chores. Shonda, you're smelling nice today. Yeah. No, just Oops. like we had chores before we were like yeah. seven and that's so good for yeah. kids. Absolutely. I think it's, I kind of, I get sad when I think about like 
like today's generation because a lot of it's it's like I don't know a lot of kids don't have that and it doesn't shape them I feel like into being the humans that they could potentially be you know it's there's a lot of just like like there's just a lot of like technology like throwing iPads at kids and right. stuff and I, and I never grew up with that and I remember like my cousins had like a PlayStation or like, no, Nintendo we like loved their Nintendo we'd go over there and be like we want to play your Nintendo but it was a treat yeah it was, right? a, it was a treat yeah but and I remember being like mom buy us a Nintendo and they were like no and so like, I'm like grateful that they didn't like, right. do that yeah. because like farming and growing up on a farm it's it's more than just farming it's life yeah. lessons right mm-hmm. yes like, mm-hmm. like the, the things that I learned yeah. have stuck with me Um, it's weird because I uh, hosted morning radio mm-hmm. for like 22 years, but like how I got into that, mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to do radio, but I started reading the um, agricultural report yeah. and the farmer's report at the local radio station. Totally. I was like 14, 15 years yeah. old, um, but doing morning, I had to get up at 3.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like I've had the schedule yeah. my entire life, but if I didn't mm-hmm. experience that growing yes. up, mm-hmm. there's no way I'm going to be 19 years yeah. old let's get up at 3.30 in the morning, right? It just prepped me for that. I totally feel the same. If I had not experienced growing up as a a kid on a ranch or feedlots, um, if I had not had to go through like the hardships of coming home from college and running a feedlot for a while and like realizing I didn't like it, I would never, Lovely Hollow would not even exist. And so it wouldn't exist. So it, so now it does exist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, how, like I, I think you mentioned before, obviously we started recording, um, that it's, it's more than just a flower farm. Yeah. It's an experience. And yeah. I love this because you have nailed on Instagram, you nail the look. <laughs> Thank I you. mean, it makes you just want to go and hang out and say, when's the next thing? I'll just stay here. I'll camp oh, out from you. Wednesday to Saturday just for the next one, because it's so, it's so well put together. Thank you. And you, it's all the little personal touches, right? Yeah. I, try, I mean, I hope. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's incredible. So, like, I guess walk us through how that all yeah. came about. Yeah. So after I was done doing the feedlot life, I just was like, what What could I do? What could I do that is going to, like, let me blossom, basically? And so I knew that I always loved people. And so I never had, like, a fun job. And I'd always – this is so funny. I'd always wanted to work at Dutch Bros. But, like, I knew I could never when I was working the feedlot. So I – anxiety. I, I get so much anxiety going through Dutch Bros because they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, what do you want? Yeah, do you want? Yeah. I'm like, I'm already amped. Yeah. I'm already at level 100 yeah. pulling into this, like, this drive-thru. Up. Yeah. yeah. I need somebody calm and like yeah. meditation. Can you use meditation yeah. music, not like techno. I'm, right. I'm about to rage out. That's so you funny. Know? No, So I actually had worked at Starbucks in college and I loved that job. And then obviously I came back from college with the feedlot. And then after the feedlot, I was like, I want to just have like a fun job. So then I actually, I worked at Dutch Bros for a while and I actually, I just loved it. But I was like, okay, I don't want to like do this for the rest of my life. <laughs> right. But I had so much fun because I had never had a fun job. I was always like, you know, by yourself. Ho- by myself. Yeah. On a horse, like hating my life. Um, and so <laughs> I decided, yeah, I was at Dutch Bros and I loved it. And I loved the concept of it that it's all about the like the customer's experience. Right. Because they really have nailed that down. They really have nailed down. Like some people I remember they would just come through and they wouldn't even really want a coffee. They just wanted to talk to you. They just wanted to feel acknowledged. They wanted to like yeah. have a chat. And I was like, what could I do that could create that kind of experience? But like obviously not be like slinging coffee. And I was thinking and I was thinking. And one day my little sisters, they posted a photo on Instagram and they were up in Pullman, Washington. And they were in like a field of flowers and with all their sorority sisters. And they were just so cute. And I was like, oh my gosh, where are you? And they're like, oh my gosh, we're just at this like flower farm in Pullman. It's self-serve. You just show up and you just like put money in like a can and you can just pick flowers and hang out. And I 
loved the I, I loved the concept of that. Yeah. I was like a flower farm. I was like, and I just saw all these sorority girls. It's like a thing. If you go to the University of Idaho, yeah. you go to Stratton Farms up in Pullman, Washington after you rush and you get all the cute photos and it's just, it's darling. And I was like, I could totally do that. I could do, I could, I could take that kind of inspiration and I can twist it into my own. Yeah. And so I came up with the idea of Lovely Hollow Farms. I took uh, hollow because it's in Sand Hollow. I like it's like in this region called Sand Hollow. Sand Hollow isn't like actually like a city. It's like an area. It's really it's weird. like a it's gas like, station or yeah, re- like, slash restaurant. Like there, there's like station. there's like the town hall, yeah. gas station, restaurants, so bizarre, medical care and yeah. vet all in like one. It's so building it, interesting. <laughs> I know it is weird. Yeah, you can buy like your chicken feed and then you can also buy yeah. like a Gatorade. Okay, yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah, and get like some biscuits and gravy. I know right? it's really weird. And yeah. buy stamps. Yeah, exactly. And it's a couple address. So it's anyway. Yeah. So yeah, it's so I took lovely. I made it. Yeah, hollows from San Hollow, and then I've just always loved the word lovely. I like like yeah. the way it looks. I've just I'm always like that's so lovely, and so I just called it lovely hollow. And my first year, I planted. I just planted like a little bit and it was like me and a card table and like a little like shed from like storm or shit. I remember that. Yeah, it's just like I, we so... have a mutual friend. Her name's Cheyenne. Yeah. Or Cheyenne. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah We've never talked about that. But yeah, Cheyenne actually introduced me to your farm like a couple, like oh, right when you started. So, yeah. Cheyenne and I grew up on Chicken Dinner Road together, like on horses. Like oh, wow. every day after school, we like I'd wave goodbye to her at the bus and my best dropped me off at my place and we'd get on our ponies and I'd meet her at her house. And we'd, yeah. Yeah. Cheyenne's been in my life forever. That's so funny. Well, so I remember the shed yeah. she tried she's like hey can you come out to the farm and I, yeah. I had like my schedule was crazy at the time but yeah. I remember seeing the little shed the shed and you it's just starting I remember that stinking shed which is like just so funny because it's it's literally a shed but it's kind of like the photo booth like the face of lovely hollow yeah it's kind of funny. no it's awesome yeah. I love it yeah so that's pretty much I mean how I started it I just I knew that I wanted to create something that I could call mine I knew I, I knew I knew it needed to be my own business I knew I had to work for myself I was like I don't think I can work for anyone and I don't you, think I can. So you have the farm, yeah. and then obviously, again, you make it an experience. You have, like, food yeah. trucks. Yeah, so, so it was really you interesting. All kinds of stuff. So, yeah, my first year, it was not like that at all. I just kind of followed, like, the Friday through Sunday morning hours that I had seen other flower farms model, and I thought that that's, a, like, that's what I needed to do is just be open, like, 8 to noon on the weekends and then just whatever. And I and it was, it was the first year, you know, I would pay, maybe see, like, 20 people every morning. Like, it was very I, – I used to watch – oh, my gosh, this is so embarrassing. I was so slow. I used to watch, like, Netflix, like – in my shed, which nice. is so ridiculous. No, it's fact. not. No, it is because there were so many things I could be doing. Well, it depends <laughs> on what you were watching. I was watching Outlander. <laughs> okay, no, okay. there's a bad. I could go into this, but I won't. Oh, but. Like Shit's Creek, I could totally oh, see it. Yeah, no, totally, one hundred percent. I get it. Yeah. No. Anyway, but yeah, I was. It used to be really slow my first year, and then the second year, I was like, what could I do? Like, you know, I would. I remember being out there in the evening on the flower farm, like weeding, and I was. It was just so peaceful, like around sunset, and I'm like, I feel like people would really enjoy being out here in the evening it's cooler it's not so bright what could I do to offer what could so I remember I was like you know what I'm gonna have like a sunset pick and it was like last year it was the first one I threw it was like in July um and I just put up like my hours and oh my gosh so many people came I don't even think I even had any food trucks in, but I was after that night. I was like, food I trucks. should totally have something food out trucks. here. Yeah, and yeah. so then I just started making connections and having food trucks come out and like finding the ones that I really like connected with. And 
now it's like a thing. Like every Wednesday we are there with food trucks and drink trucks and ice cream and live music. And it's like a party. It's so fun. And then you also do, don't you do a flower arrangement classes? Yeah. So that one is like my favorite thing to do in the whole world. That's one of my hobbies. You should come. I would totally come. Yeah. Because I'm having um, Posey Blue. Her name's Ronnie. She started like a Posey Blue flower truck. It's super cute. I don't know if you've seen it like at the village or anything, but it's always kind of, um, kind of strutting around here. But anyway, she, uh, yeah, she's going to come teach us floral arranging on Friday. That is, that is like legit. So excited. One of my favorite hobbies is flower arranging. But I need your advice because even though I love flowers Mm -hmm. and I love flower arranging, Mm -hmm. I'm the world's worst flower plant mom. (laughs) I kill everything I touch. Like it's incredible that I've kept a human like child alive for 13 (laughs) years because I cannot keep plants and flowers alive. So I guess what advice do you have for people who who are like me and mm. can't keep them? What do you struggle keeping alive? Like what flower? Like all of them? At all of them. <laughs> all of them. Like so like my porch flowers yeah, or like fair. the ones that we um, plant or have around our patio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of give you a backstory here. I have always been terrible at it. Mm-hmm. One year, because I lived in this like super bougie neighborhood mm-hmm. um, and the yard was everything to everyone, yeah. right? Yeah. And we didn't have like That's now. Now sure. we have people that do our yard. <laughs> yeah. But before this was like we had, it was up to us. Yeah. And I just kept killing everything. Finally, got fed up. Yeah. I went to Hobby Lobby. I purchased silk dye-free flowers. Oh That's so funny. In the middle of the night when everyone was sleeping, <laughs> I planted fake flowers. That's so funny. In the front of the yard. I put them in baskets yeah. on the back. That's hilarious. And we had like a drought that year. Everyone's like, how are you keeping You're your like, pl- They're just, I'm, I'm just really good. I'm just really good. I'm better. <laughs> I've gotten better over the years. So you were complaining about my yard last year. It's way better that this year, so right? And they hilarious. lasted. Like they looked amazing. So then at the end, you know, at the end of the summer, I would get up in the middle of the night, yeah, dig you them up. Leave them like if a frost comes, you sure can't leave no. them because everyone's flowers are dead and yours are like no. looking beautiful. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Discreetly take the evidence down. Yeah, and have to rinse them so off and funny. put them in a bin and then store so them for the next funny. year. So I'm like, like man, yeah. you know, I, this would take all day for someone, yeah. but magically <laughs> they're like, they wow, just ready you to go so on your garden. <laughs> I know, right? You didn't have yeah. any dirt or anything or mulch. That's Nobody delivered so mulch. Funny. Anyways, I've done yeah. that for years. Yeah, no, a lot of it, I think. So I actually get that quite a bit. People will come and be like, how do you do this? And I, and the biggest things that I focus on is the quality of the soil. So you have to be careful because if you have just like crappy clay soil, things are not going to want to live. Like you so need have to, to change it out when I buy it. Well, you can just buy like bags, even just like soil from Costco like when it goes on sale in May or whatever and just dump that in and kind of mix it in with your dirt and really like it's like you like amend the soil. You just are adding nutrients. Um, you're adding like mulch. It just gives it like some texture and it helps. It just adds nutrients to the soil basically. And then another thing is um, like bug, like pests will destroy you. So I'm not organic. So I don't ever really have a lot of pests, but I know that if like, yeah, you, you don't use anything or you are organic, it, it is a struggle to keep things like from getting destroyed because pests will wipe out your garden like overnight. So I basically just use water. Yeah. I mean, water is also important too. <laughs> and I'd never Can- change out the dirt that the plant comes so they're, yeah. they're potted. Well, I mean, like if they're potted, that's usually fine. And like, it, it, maybe you're overwatering, or maybe it's like in a bad spot. Maybe they're getting too much afternoon sun. But the tag that it comes with mm-hmm. says yeah. that it's, it's a sun guy. Sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
but definitely clearly not. You, it's been 100 degrees for like two months straight. Well, that's, that's another thing you have to give yourself some grace too. is a lot of people actually are struggling with their potted stuff right now too because it's so hot. Like it's like yeah. impossible. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely I've like run. And, and they're so expensive. Like you think about so like 40 expensive. bucks uh, for mm-hmm. just one plant. I have like I have probably eight or nine like, right ba- now. Are you like flower baskets? Is that what you're flower talking basket, about? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, both. Yeah. I mean, I I, yeah. I gave up on planting them. Yeah. But as mm-hmm. far as the baskets go, I have like eight of them and yeah. they are just on their deathbed yeah. currently. They a have, lot of people's are. It's just probably. They've moved to hospice. From, yeah. For sure. <laughs> they definitely. <laughs> they're on an IV. Yes, yeah. They absolutely are. It's just so hot. That could be a lot of it. It's just so hot. So probably dirt, the, the I guess, if it's a lot of fertilizer. Have you fertilized? No. No. I just used water. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So just water. So use, I mean, yeah, I, I just use Miracle Grow on my flower pots. Okay. Use Miracle Grow. That'll okay. help. So Miracle Grow. Miracle Grow. And check the location. Mm-hmm. And consistent and water. The I think soil. It, like, cons- like, every, like morning and night. Not like, oh crap, I forgot to do it this day. So I'll just do it tomorrow. It's definitely me. Okay. Yeah. Like every other day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Every, every other day. Every and day. it also depends on the flower too, right? Mm-hmm. It might be like a fragile flower yeah. that mm-hmm. just. Yeah. Like I don't grow, like I will refuse to grow hydrangeas. I'm not okay. doing it. It's, they are, they, I just, they, first of all, they don't do great in this valley. They look great in Coeur d'Alene and they look great in Seattle, but they I don't, don't know what do they great. Are. They're like those really pretty puff balls and oh. they can be different colors. Oh yeah. So sometimes like they're white. There's actually like the limelight ones, which actually do well in this valley, but I still struggle with them. And I'm just, I'm like done investing. You're over I'm, it. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing this. They're really, they're like, they really need like this, like certain kind of pH. And I'm like, I don't really have time for that. Yeah. So yeah, there's, just, me at pH. there's definitely some, there's definitely <laughs> flowers that I've been like, I'm like, people be like, you should grow this. And I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not growing that. People yeah. like, I always like, you should do tulips. I'm like, tulips are very. Do you want to come ex- out and do the work? Yeah. yeah right? a, I'm like, tulips are the most expensive crop to grow actually, because they are very laborious because you only get one bloom from them. Like you get one bloom yeah. and they're done for the year. And then, then they're just, they're going to sit in the soil for a whole year. So then like you're wasting space or you have to dig them out and like store them and then you can plant something else and then put them back in the ground in the fall. So yeah, like I don't grow like any like kind of spring bulb flower. And it's funny that you say tulips because white tulips are my absolute favorite flower. They're, be- they're, they're, they're beautiful my favorite flower. Yeah. flower. I have to, yeah. my backup's white roses, which is yeah. that's why I typically have to go with because yeah. it's mm-hmm. the more available, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But white tulips, man, they're know, my they are absolute favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are the plans for lovely hollow farm what's your future plan do you see it yeah. growing like what, what do you plan on doing oh, gosh that you can talk about yeah i mean i know I was, well, this is really i'm like very fly by the seat of my pants so i actually haven't this sounds like so terrible i actually haven't put much thought into it because i just try and do it day by day because sometimes i dream so big that it it stresses me out and i'm like okay oh, never mind. You yeah you know what I mean? yeah i, I think that's also kind of maybe part of our personality too i don't know like you just want to go so big but then you kind of overwhelm yourself and you're like Oh my gosh. Well, the good news is that yeah. you own this business. Like it's just you, and so mm-hmm. you can like have these ideas. With me, I have mm-hmm. bringing my team, yeah. and I mm-hmm. vomit at the mouth, and they yeah. just look at me. Like, so at least what? you don't have to deal with the yeah. shame of yeah. the response. Yeah, they're like, um, yeah. that's a little bit yeah. much, right? You know, I don't. I always, I, I definitely always want flowers to be like the forefront of it. I have noticed that it's it's almost like leaning towards like an event center, which it's funny because like I never thought of that when I started it. I never thought it would be like an event center, like weddings and I get those. Like I get asked that a lot. I just don't know, if I don't, I don't know if I want to dive into the weddings yet. I mean, I don't blame you, Aww. but maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. Like I think I need maybe start to, with like tea parties or something. Yes, something like I think small. I need to maybe get myself like a like a team like Absolutely. it's kind of just mostly me I mean yeah I have my girls that come when I'm open and they run register for me and yeah I have some ladies come and help me plant but like I don't really have like a like a like a consulting team right. it's kind of just 
me. So yeah, I think I you've inspired me um, to do that. <laughs> I, do you need, because you need a paper I'm like, and I pen? Even, like, yeah, I'm like, can you actually hand me that? Because <laughs> um, I actually have never really thought. I just like take it day by day. But um, yeah, I mean, especially after the summer, just seeing like the how successful it's been with the live music and the food oh, trucks. Yeah. I'm like, what could we do? Like, what else could we do that quick? Like, could we offer people like? should I build like a giant barn and do like something in the winter here? Uh-huh. Like, should I freaking start like a Christmas barn tree farm? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's like, the, Christmas tree I... farm is like the... One of the biggest things because yeah. I, I cannot believe we don't have. We, I know. There's, there's. I, I don't think we have one in the, like within two, three hours. I, I don't think so. I don't. I don't I mean, we like do a, have a forest. We yeah, buy I permit know. for. Yeah, right. I want like a, some Hallmark vibes up in here. Like, what yeah. could I do? Wouldn't that be so cool? Totally. Yeah, that'd be so cool. You actually, can even. No. You can actually even have know, Hallmark like, movies playing. Yeah, like, should I actually they have just a Christmas do a rink? Actually, I've also been considering doing a water park as well because it's been so freaking hot. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we <laughs> like, would be terrible for each other. Like, in anything like this, that would be incredible if you could do that hallmark yeah. also has a wine now a hallmark movie really? wine yes they oh. it was released last year so you can yeah. incorporate that somehow yeah i've always like thought like what could we do for the winter because people are i get asked a lot like when hey we're, we're headed out there it'll be like in november and i'm like uh we're not like, we're not open like everything's dead but like people just they have come to expect that lovely hollow is like a year-round thing because you have the fall you have the pumpkins yeah, and the stuff pumpkins, right yeah. mm-hmm. you have the pumpkins i know i'm like should i do like a corn maze Oh no, gosh. no, <laughs> no. I, don't, I don't know where to go. Like, I, I don't I'm know. Over I'm, like, it. I'm over it as the moment I walk in. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, oh, that sounds like good. Yeah. Like in theory. But then I get I'm like, I, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I'm stepping on stuff. I wore sandals. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah. And I just don't want to deal with this right now. I know. I'm like, do I take it like tour? You know, like how the farm set has like all those games. Yeah. And, like all that. Yeah. Like, I'm like, do I do like that? Like, is that what people want? I don't know. No, they don't. They, <laughs> you're like, I actually hate it. So please don't. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, because yeah. my opinion is the only one that matters, so right? funny. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, no, I think Christmas, like something Christmassy yeah. would be super cool. Yeah, I need cool. to look into, like, doing more, yeah, more, se- like, more year-round things, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what, like, obviously you have some downtime, the off-season. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah. do? Do you travel? What do you do? Well, so, gosh, by the time you that, plan? like, yeah, a lot of it's planning because by the time that, like, the farm is cleaned up, because it's so funny, a lot of people do think that those flowers grow back every year by themselves. And if you drove by in December, there will literally, it is just dirt. It has yeah. been stripped bare. It's been tilled and plowed. There's nothing out there except for like those two buildings. There's no flowers. It There's like the dead grass, I mean like the dormant grass and dirt. Like they're, they're gone. That's it. Yeah, like, and I think people do think that they come back every year, but I have to plant every single one of them in a tray in my greenhouse starting in January. So by the time I'm done cleaning up, which is right before Thanksgiving. Yeah, you have no time. I really only have like three weeks, maybe four, and I have to start like the day after New Year's. So you just want to like basically watch Outlander and eat food and drink wine Pretty in, much. in the downtime. No, I don't and blame just, you. Like, sleep, yeah. You're just, you're just <laughs> yeah. done over it. Yeah, so I don't really, I wish I, it's funny because I think the, um, a lot of people I've always heard like with like actual farmers, people are like, oh, well, you you only have to work in the summer and then you can just take the whole winter off. No, it's no we have like no idea. That. Actually, farmers are very busy in the winter. Yeah. They're like ordering supplies. They're ordering right. seed. They're planting their crops. They're consulting with their bank. They're getting their loans. Like farming is like it, they, 24-7. Actually, it's 24-7. Absolutely. Yeah, it's actually honestly it takes a really i'm not really like a farmer i I don't consider myself a farmer because i only have it's only like a three acre little like but you ha- you're a farmer like yeah you, you are a farmer it's just that that's not currently what yeah you're, yeah. yeah but like i 
you know, no farmers that farm like three, 4,000 acres. And I just, it takes someone so mentally strong Absolutely. to do that because you're putting so much risk on the line and you don't even know if your crop's going to turn out. You don't get paid until the next year anyway. It's honestly, it's, it is like a really taxing career. Um, so I am Any downtime, you just take advantage and yeah, just yeah. kind of stand still exactly. for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So this is the last thing we're going to do. We're going to have – every mm-hmm. time we have a guest in the studio, I'm like, okay, well, how can we have some fun with them, get to know them a little better? Um, with you, I was like, flower farmer, how, how does yes. this work? So I was like, let's do a pop quiz. Yes. Flower farming pop quiz. Now, I'm just going to warn everyone, these questions, I'm the one that put these questions together, and they're pretty terrible. So I basically whatever answer you come up with is going to be right. So – Number one, your first question. Lesson number one in flower farming is that it always starts with good what? Good dirt. Good job. Okay. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Nice. Um, number two, according to my Google search, <laughs> this is the most profitable flower crop. Is it peonies? Ding, 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 no. ding, ding. Uh, some flowers. Really? But this is my Google well, search. No, that actually, that makes sense because they cost nothing to grow. And they grow. Your sunflowers are beautiful. Oh, like we, we uh, again out there last week. We um, we just did like a whole photo shoot out there, and we we spent most of our yeah. time in know, the sunflower. That, oh my gosh. The thing is, I'm highly allergic to bees. Oh my god! And the bees were everywhere. Yeah. So like, there's a couple it's pictures scary. where I'm doing dish. Yeah. Like, yeah, because oh, they like bump into you. They do. They like will be, they will bump. They'll bump into you, your ear and your hair and your belt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so sunflowers are the most profitable. That makes sense. They they literally. I see. I'll I'll come over to your house and we'll plant sunflowers because they are very hardy. I have five garden this. boxes with okay. weeds in them. Okay. So that'd be Perfect. great. Okay. <laughs> uh, your third question. According to common sense, what should you do if you cut your thumb off with industrial strength clippers while clipping flowers at the flower farm? Oh my gosh! You googled this. No, okay. I just, it's, yeah, kind of. <laughs> okay. No, not really. Do you get a glass of milk or get it on ice? Just go to the hospital. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Don't get milk? Will that work? Get some super glue. If you, if you cut your thumb off, you well, can like, get... Don't you put the milk, you put it, sorry, you put it in the milk and then you go to the hospital, right? Yeah. But okay. what, what, what's the milk? What's that mean? Like, what I do don't you... know. I don't know what the milk, it's like preserves your thumb. Really? That's what I heard. I'll take it. Okay, I Google it. I, I, just, I just thought going to the hospital <laughs> yeah, would be... I mean, yes, the... going to the hospital should be the first... But I've heard putting it on ice, but not putting it in milk. I'm, am I wrong? We'll, Maybe we'll Google this. I, after. I think it's great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is terrible. So I, I I I forgot to talk about this with Jesse, our social media manager, before we start recording this because I needed help pronouncing mm-hmm. it myself. So I'm gonna just go with it. Okay. Um, how do you spell bupleurium? Oh yeah, bupleurium. I think. Oh okay. Good, yeah. Wait. What did you say? B u p. L-E-R-U-M. L-E-U-R-U-M. Oh, yes. Dang it. That's a really pretty greenery. I love that greenery. It's so fun. Um, When a flower is cut, it takes blank to regenerate and bloom again. Two to three weeks. Good job. Dang, (laughs) ding, ding, ding. All right. Your last question. If a guest accidentally grabs a bumblebee while cutting flowers and gets Mm -hmm. stung... Lovely Hollow Farm will respond by, I had multiple choice, A, calling 911, Mm -hmm. what if they have an allergy, B, remind guests of the visiting the farm tips on the Lovely Hollow Farm website, Mm -hmm. C, pulling the stinger out with your teeth, followed by sucking out the venom, I don't know if it's called venom, but whatever it is, Mm -hmm. or D, assess the situation and offer assistance where needed. Probably D, but C was a very strong next one. 
Um, that, yeah. yeah, totally. It's a backup. They're one <laughs> yeah. extreme to the other, I right? I actually have had some people get stung, and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, but they usually they're pretty. <laughs> Read the tips. Yeah, they're they're pretty. They're usually like, no, it was our like. I mean, we get it. Like, there's bees everywhere. Like, we can't control everywhere. them. I know it's scary, especially when it's like really hot, and you were out there right when it was like high. But like, they're so lovely. It's they, like yeah. it's like it's not yeah. their fault that I'm allergic. Yeah, right. It's like it's not their fault. I've like asked my insurance agent. I was like, do I need to like have like an EpiPen like on site? And she was like, yeah, I think we, you actually would qualify to have that. But I'm like, but I don't really want to be like, you know, like administering that. They're so expensive. Mine's been expired for two years. Yeah. What? <sighs> you are crazy. You and I was telling the girls while we were out there, I'm like, hey, guys, the EpiPen is in the glove box. They're yeah. like, what, 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 yeah, what do we yeah, do? What do, we do? And I was like, put it in the leg and oh. the thigh, right? But it's been expired. So I hope it works. Yeah, you're like, I hope it works. If not, I'm I waiting guess. for that, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in here. Thank you for I having appreciate me. appreciate it. You want to plug your Instagram and your business one more time? Yeah. Um, Lovely Hollow Farms. Uh, I have my website. It's at lovelyhollowfarms.com. I'm open on Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday. My Instagram is just lovelyhollowfarm. Um, yeah, come on out and have a have a fabulous it's morning beautiful. or evening. Yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you. All right, coming up next week, we will wrap up the On the Grand Part Two series with Toby Holly. Uh, she dabbles in public speaking, loves her adventure van. She just purchased an adventure van. Uh, wears penguin costumes while skiing and has a huge mega following on Instagram. That's next week on Intentionally Disruptive. Intentionally Disruptive is presented by Microbe Formulas. Creating solutions at work is what we do. Restoring hope and health is who we are. Visit us at microbeformulas.com.